Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryson. As always, I am Bryson. With me today, I have the one, I have the only, I have the bottle feeding. Well, I'm I'm not feeding from a bottle. I am feed. I am like I'm not you're eating. Feeding with a bottle. With a bottle. Yeah. Is that not what? Uh, but, well, you wouldn't say that. I don't know. The bottle feeding. I would say Daisy's bottle feeding. Aren't right you now. like bottle feeding I am, her? I am though? feeding her with a bottle. Yeah. But that, she's technically bottle feeding. Okay, it's the verb. It's, it's the verbiage there. It's the we got we got to hammer out the verbiage there. Yeah. Uh, we have a special guest on today, Charlie. We have the one and the only in the Daisy. Well, she's we killing were, it right now. We she's, tried to get Mike's job, um, but he couldn't come, and we figured Daisy would provide just as much insight as Mike Straub. So. I mean, honestly, it's probably not wrong, right? <laughs> Uh, Charlie, we do have uh, back-to-back weeks of podcasting, so that's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's been um, a while. Charlie, we're recording during the day, so we're both uh, kind of getting some things done here and there. Um, the main thing is, Charlie, we have the NFC East and the AFC East today. So That's right. Um, you know, Charlie, I think the main thing is I'm ready if you're ready. Yeah, lots of lots of changes in these divisions, so it'll be interesting to kind of dive into it. Yeah. Um, Bryce, Charlie, let's talk some football. Let's do it. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. All right. Uh, so, Charlie, let's just jump right into it here. Um, well, hold on. Let me. Um, so, we had a little bit. Of, there's not a whole lot going on in the league since last week, um, but Friday uh, was the deadline to strike long-term deals with guys that you have franchise tagged. There are only four guys that have been tagged. That's tight end Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys. Tackle Orlando Brown for the Chiefs, safety Jesse Bates for the Bengals, and uh, Mike Gesicki tight end for the Dolphins. None of them signed a long-term deal, and Orlando Brown and Jesse Bates never actually signed their um, franchise tag, so it's not likely we're going to see them in training camp without a deal. Um, And Orlando Brown has come out and said that he has plans to sit out the whole season without a deal. So... Yeah, I'll be curious to see if that actually happens. I mean, I think Kansas City's smart enough, and Patrick Mahomes will do whatever it takes to to get that done before that happens. Um, but I, you know, this is you know we talked about it a little bit, Charlie. It's like this is just kind of how how it how it goes nowadays. Um, I do think Orlando Brown's obviously uh, good enough to sit out the entire training camp if he wanted to. Um, He's definitely so, got the. I mean, he. This is. I think he'll be back history. before the season, um, but like I'd I'd be curious to see what he's looking for money wise. If he's looking for Trent Williams kind of money, um, or or what what the deal is. Um, so I think once you establish that you have a top tier quarterback, I think no matter what you have to protect you him. have to protect him. Yep. Right. And so I think the the number one investment is your quarterback. And if you get one of if you get lucky enough to have one of those top three or top five quarterbacks uh, in the league, then I think the second best investment you can make is the guy who protects his blind side, and that's Orlando Brown, and good for him. Go get the money. I'll be curious to see what that contract looks like once it gets finalized and everything. Well, here's the thing. That's exactly why the Ravens traded him, because they knew they weren't going to be able to pay him. Right. And uh, they're like, well, you know what? Let's get some compensation for him now before this becomes a problem that Mm – we're going to have to do Just with, like the so. Chiefs traded Tyreek. They yep. knew they couldn't continue to pay him, and they knew they had other people like Orlando Brown that they had to pay, and 
So, therefore, here we are. Yep. So, all right, Chuck, let's do it. Uh, let's start with NFC again. We're going to start with the NFC Beast, obviously. Um, but we're going to start with the team who won the division last year with the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Mm. America's team. I'm not. I'm. I think we can get over that whole America's team. All right, but they still are America's team. I mean, basically, like, who makes these rules? I don't know. I mean, they're just you know. I think the America's team thing was built in '90s when you know it was just like America. You know, America. Yeah, I guess whatever. Um, I'm unimpressed. So, I will not refer to them as America's team. All right. So unless they do something bad, then it's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so, my, uh, my, one of my foremen at the job site is a, his name is Doug Williams, mm, which is interesting mm-hmm. because he's a Cowboys fan. Mm. And so I walked in the room the other day and I was like, Hey Doug, what are the chances that the Cowboys are going to choke in the playoffs again this year? And, uh, he didn't say anything. Then he pulled out his phone, called the other foreman, told him to bring my termination papers up. <laughs> uh, I got a kick out of it. Oh, that, that is pretty funny. That's funny. Um, so Charlie, let's start with the Cowboys. We're going to go over their skill position guys. Uh, first, obviously Dak is still leading the charge here at QB. Uh, they have Zeke and Tony Pollard in the backfield. Uh, they have Dalton Schultz as their tight end. Uh, and their wide receiver core is, is going to be interesting this year, Charlie. Obviously we talked about them losing Amari Cooper, uh, but they have CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and James Washington from Pittsburgh. Uh, Michael Gallup tore his ACL in their playoff game last year, so sounds like he is still on his way back. Uh, from poking around on the internet, it sounds like they expect him back week one. I think that is a little... Optimistic? Uh, yeah, to be honest with you, but we will see. Um, I think James Washington could be a good fit in that system, and they did draft a wide receiver for some depth there. Um, so we'll, I'll be curious to see how this looks for them. Uh, but, Charlie, I think the main thing, and, and again, poking around the internet, they, they lost three main people, and that's where Cowboys fans seem to be the most upset or have the most questions is, number one, and more importantly, what who's going to replace Amari Cooper or how are we going to replace Amari Cooper? Um, and then Randy Gregory also left and went to the Denver Broncos with that weird contract situation. Yeah, that was a little messy. Um, yeah. If I remember correctly, it, it was basically the verbiage used in the contract. Yeah, and the verbiage that they didn't like, it just protected the Cowboys against guaranteed money if, if an off the hurt. I think it was hurt or if there was an off the field issue. Mm, because that's where it. a lot of his problems have come off the field issues. Right, right. Um, uh, and then, Charlie, obviously, they lost Lyle Collins to, I believe, the Bengals. Uh, yeah. Um, so Charlie, obviously those are three big guys or important guys for the Cowboys, um, and their roster last year. And I want to get back to the Amari Cooper thing. Charlie, last year, Amari Cooper alone had 104 targets, 68 receptions, 865 receiving yards and eight touchdowns. Yeah. That's a lot. Can they, who, a lot of like, production walking out the door. does it, does it, is it replaced by one person? Can they do it with those three guys? Is there, I mean, what, what do you think is going to be the impact from CeeDee Lamb now being the number one? Do you think his, well, also on top of Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, their yeah. third receiver, right? His, I mean, obviously it wasn't the sort of volume that Amari had, but that walked out the door too. Yeah. So they have to find a way to replace all of that. Um, 
I think Michael Gallup, I mean, Michael Gallup already produces a lot and he's a very strong receiver for them. So if he is healthy, I mean, as soon as he gets healthy, that's, that's incredibly important. Um, I don't know that James Washington is going to be able to pick up the load. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see. I think Dalton Schultz is going to be heavily leaned on. I think both running backs are going to get a lot of targets. Um, but, I mean, you know, coverage is going to slide to C.D. Lamb. Yeah. He's not going to get as many looks. So we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. Dak is a great quarterback, though. Um, and he will – I'm sure he'll help develop a new guy. Um, so we'll we'll kind of – I'm, I am interested to see. I still think CeeDee Lamb, though, will be a top fantasy option this year. Yeah, I agree. And Tony Romo actually was on, I, I don't know where they got this quote from, but it was getting out there today on Get Up and all that stuff. And and Tony Romo was, you know, he got quoted saying that he's not concerned for the Cowboys, but interested in raising the same question that we asked. Like, what are they going to do without Amari Cooper? Like, how are they going to have to... And Tony Romo was quoted as saying they're going to have to change their philosophy by potentially running the ball a little bit more uh, than they did last year. And I agree. And, they, and, you know, last year, Charlie, they had some offensive line health issues, I should say. Um, they, they're still a good offensive line, but they, they had some holes, obviously, with guys going down and just inconsistent lineups from health or injuries, uh, however you want to verb it. But... Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I agree with Tony Romo. I think they do have to get to back to running the ball a little bit more. I think Tony Pollard's kind of stepped up and, and can be that um, that one uh, B guy behind Zeke. And I think Zeke will still get production. He had a lot of good production last year, and I think he'll continue to have solid production uh, this year as well. Um, can they? You know, their their defense was really good last year, Charlie. It was much improved last year with Dan Quinn at the helm calling plays. Obviously, Micah Parsons has a absolute breakout year. Yep. Um, but, Charlie, I think the main question is, and this is where the Cowboys, I think, kind of fell short, was with their linebacker and their secondary. Do Can they get better? Did they get better um, this offseason uh, with their D? And can they continue to rely on their defense to help them win games this year, probably more than last year. I I think another year under Dan Quinn, despite losing a few pieces, Randy Gregory is a big hit. But, you know, Micah Parsons stepped up as an edge rusher when they needed him to. Um, I think he'll slide back to the linebacker. and Well, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think they'll continue to use him like the way they used him. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't I – don't, I don't know how – I mean, they didn't have a problem genu- generating pressures last year. No, they so did not. So I don't, I don't imagine – I mean, obviously losing Randy Gregory is a big deal. But I still don't – But he Dan was Quinn, a two. He was their two. Exactly. So, um, I, I, don't, I don't know that they'll have a hard time scheming that up. Um, but uh, – It was their second – it was their linebackers really being able to drop back in coverage. That was yeah. Leighton Vander Esch. Ah, uh, and God, the other guy's name is escaping me now. Um, but those guys being able to drop back and 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 play pass pass Jaylen heavy Smith. teams. I don't think so. Not no. anymore. No. Um, uh, so I wanted to jump back on the running Tony Romo's mm-hmm. comment though. Um, they should have done that last year. I know they did great in the air last year, but they have a incredible running back duo. Might as well mm-hmm. pound the rock. You know what I mean? I mean. They don't need to throw it all over the yard, and now it will be even more important for them to run the ball. I just wanted to jump on that comment mm-hmm. because 
I mean, it makes too much sense. Yeah, I agree. Like, so their secondary this year, like Luke Gifford is the guy's name. So it's their linebackers are Luke Gifford, uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, and Micah Parsons. Frank, is that like a relative of Frank Gifford? By I, any I I want to say yes, but I'm honestly not sure. Okay. So they still have Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Carlos Watkins, Navelle Gallimore, and then they they picked up Dante Fowler Jr. this year as oh, well. That's a good pickup to See, replace Randy Gregory. Yeah, essentially. So I again, I don't think they'll have an issue with. I definitely don't think they'll have a drop off. Right. I think. I mean. I, and I think that most of those key pieces are there. I think they'll improve, and they're going to. Do you be... think Trayvon Diggs has another standout year with interceptions? No, because they generated a lot of turnovers with him last year. Yeah, I think he had the most interceptions in the league, didn't he? Oh yeah, by far. And I think, I think the secondary as a whole will just because their pass rush is so dang good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know that he's going to have that outrageous. It was like a pick a game for a while mm-hmm. um, early in the season. I don't, I don't see that happening again. And frankly, I mean, he was a playmaker. He wasn't that great in coverage. No, he man. wasn't. Right. He jumped a lot of routes, which yeah. is how he got most of his interceptions. Right. Just, but yeah. he was good at it. But in coverage, eh. I mean, I, I just saw a highlight of Brandon Ayuk absolutely making a fool of him in the playoff game. Yeah, yeah. And, Bra- I mean, I, I love Brandon Ayuk, but... He's not a top 10 wide receiver. Right, right. I wouldn't even say he's a top 10 route runner. I'll be curious to see how they they kind of – and I think it came down to Kellen Moore. Once they got to the playoffs or towards the end of the year, you know, I think it was more about the play calling and kind of coming down to Kellen Moore on calling things consistently or having a consistent identity. And that's where I think the Cowboys kind of needed some some fixing last year. And so I kind of agree with the Tony Romo comments. I think they have to come out and consistently be able to do one thing or another, whether it's consistently run the ball or consistently pass the ball, play action, whatever it may be, do something and do something consistent. I still think this is a pretty good team, Charlie. I mean, they're, they're, they're in their window like any other team. Um, I don't think they, you know, I think they're above average team right now. And um, whether they can put it all together, I think remains to be seen. Charlie, overall, I have the Cowboys going ten and seven. Okay, ten and seven. I've but, got them going eleven and six. Okay, so pretty close. Yep, pretty close. All right. Um, anything else about the Cowboys? You ready to move on to the Giants? We're moving on to the Giants. We're moving on to the Giants. All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, uh, Charlie. The Giants are an interesting one, and and not necessarily for their um, position players, their skill guys. So I'll go over their skill guys first. So. Daniel Jones, uh, obviously leading the charge. I wouldn't say he's very skilled. Um, his fifth-year option was denied this year, so this is a make-it-or-break-it make it year for him. Uh, kind of like the Mitch Trubisky thing. They let him play out his full contract, and so we'll see what he does with that. Obviously, Saquon is returning to a first full year back and healthy. Uh, they have Kenny Galladay on the outside, Kadarius Toney, Sterling Shepard, and Darius Slayton. Uh, they also uh, have Ricky Seals-Jones as their tight end. Evan Ingram has moved on. So I kind of think that's an upgrade. Ricky Seals? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I just think it's a little bit more consistent. It's and someone I think, you could, a much more reliable option. Yeah, I that's think Ricky I think Seals is. is probably a better blocker than Evan Ingram yep. was or is. Yeah, and, maybe and so not, I think they have it a little quite, bit more consistent. Yeah, and maybe not quite the athlete that Evan Ingram was, but mm-hmm. Evan Ingram couldn't catch the dang ball. Well, so, you know, yeah. how, how good are you? Yeah. 
Uh, so, Charlie, I think, again, the, my question is not necessarily with the skill players. My questions are with the coaching staff, and I think that's where uh, it'll be interesting to see. So, obviously, Brian Dayball, who was the offensive coordinator for the Bills, is now the new head coach for the New York Giants this year. Yes, he is. With him, he brought Mike Kafka as the offensive coordinator, which he was on staff with him for the Bills, too, right? I believe that's right? Yeah. And then Don Mar- Don Wink Martindale is the defensive coordinator. Now, the reason why that's important is because Martindale was the defensive coordinator for the Ravens for quite some time, yeah. and he was very, very good. Yep. Their defenses were very good, always downhill attacking 3-4 defenses. So three down linemen, four linebackers. And the outside linebackers are more like hybrid players. So what I thought was interesting when I was looking up their um, their depth chart, Charlie. Obviously, in their draft, they got Kayvon Thibodeau yep. and Evan Neal. So yep. Evan Neal solidifies that offensive line, which I'll talk about later. Definitely needed to happen. But Kayvon Thibodeau is listed as one of their outside linebackers on the other side of Aziz Ojolari. Yeah, that's those two right there. Those two right there. That's fun. That's, that's scary. Fun. Yep. Uh, and Wake if Martin you are... Have a blast with that. Exactly, because he loves those outside hybrid type guys, and I think that will be a good pairing for uh, Martindale, and also I think it's a good pairing for Kayvon. Yep. Just being able to... Aziz broke out last year. He's not a veteran by any means, no. but I think... Both those guys growing, getting better and growing together, I think will be really good for them uh, all together. They still have um, good guys on the inside, Leonard Williams, uh, and I can't remember the other guy's name. But, uh, Charlie, their defense at the end of the day is definitely improved. Uh, Very Um, much. Hold on a second. You don't think so? I think with the Martindale. name, Name one corner. Yeah, uh, Bradbury obviously moved on. James yep. Bradbury was their starting cornerback. Their best corner is a Dory Jackson, who you yeah. can argue who's a speed guy. Who's a speed guy? Sure, he's a punt returner. <sighs> yeah, that is their best corner. I mean, I I went through their roster and I was trying to when I I saw you know Bradbury obviously moved on, so I wanted to go look at their corner their secondary. There's no one. I think they're. I mean, I think their defense is improved, but I agree their secondary is a major, major weakness. If whoever's playing against them can get the ball out quickly against that pass rush that they'll have, which will be formidable. Yeah, and you know, just they're going to have a good front seven. Yeah, um, yeah. But if you can just get the ball out, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. Their secondary is trash. It's it's not good. That's for sure. But here, what will help them is the pass rush, obviously. Yes. So, yeah. Um, they're gonna, but they're gonna, like you said, they're gonna have to get to the quarterback and they're gonna have to get to him quickly. Yeah. I'm curious to see what Brian Dayball can do with this offense. I think you have some good pieces. I would expect Kenny Galladay to have a bounce back year. Last year he was a ghost. Yeah. Uh, and was non-existent in this offense. Was hurt a majority of this year. I would expect Kenny Galladay to have a bounce-back year, um, but I would also expect uh, Kadarius Toney to have more of a role. To me, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, they're the same guy. So I don't I don't think either one of them will have a major role. I think the top two guys should be and will be Kadarius Toney and Kenny Galladay, besides uh, Saquon Barkley. But, um, you know, Charlie, I, I think this team, it sounds 
stupid to say or obvious to say this team will go as far as Daniel Jones goes. What what I find interesting, I I do believe in Brian Dayball. This the like where the talent is on this offense is literally a polar opposite from what, what he had in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Quarterback is a weakness. Yeah. Running back is your best player in the I mean in the division, he's probably the most talented player. Right. Hasn't performed the past couple years. Eh, well, he got injured, injured and injured. last year was a bounce back year. Uh, well, he didn't bounce back from anything. Well, right. He was right. trash last he, year. He was coming and, off the men, but yes. And they they don't have a true I mean in my opinion a true number 1 receiver. Yeah, so I'll be, it, again, it I'll be curious to see completely different than what he what he had with the Bills. Yeah. yeah. Bills number 1 receiver, top 5 in the league, uh top 5 quarterback in the league. I mean, here's what they did do. They improved their offensive line, not only mm-hmm. with Evan Neal, but they they got some John Feliciano from the Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought another, like a guard from the Bills as well. They did improve their offensive line, their defensive line. Yeah, um, both sides of the, the, the offensive and defensive lines are, are much improved. Yep. Much improved. Um, they drafted some DBs, and so we'll see if they really like those guys. But, I mean, a Dory Jackson being your one is... Yeah, it's tough. Um, so, my question, Charlie, is this. Is Daniel Jones the starter for the Giants next year? No. You don't think so? No. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Tyrod Taylor at some point this year. Yeah. Not I, because of injury. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. And and But, I mean, in the same sense, Daniel Jones has had a couple injuries. So, I, right. I'll be... Because he does like to run the ball. I'm not saying that's why he gets injured, but... Um, yeah, I think this is a make it break it year for Daniel Jones. I think the Giants will be one of the few teams going for a quarterback next year. Um, and I think there might be another team in the AFC East who might be going for a quarterback next year. Yep. So we'll see. Um, but here's the thing. I, I think, I think they're going to be okay with getting a top 10 draft pick and getting a quarterback, but well, it's going to be a deep quarterback draft next year. Yeah, yeah. I think that there's some, obviously, there's top, there's two top prospects, and then, you know, where everyone else grades out, we'll have to see. It's kind of a wait and see situation. But, Charlie, overall, I mean, what, what do you see the Giants next, this year? What, what do you see them overall for their record? I struggled with this. Yeah, I did I too. Cha- I changed it three times, and I went through and looked at their schedule. The truth is, I found nine games that I think are possibly winnable. Okay. I wanted to give them five wins. Yeah. Until I found those nine games. And so I gave them seven. I put them at seven and ten. And I, I have think, them at six and eleven. Yeah, I think seven and ten is a little generous. Uh, I think six, ten, and one. I think a, a, I, I really think this might be one of the few teams that could have a, a, a tie next year. I think that's legit. Those um, nine wins, I gave them one divisional win. I I figure they split with the Commanders. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just I, I don't see it. I think they'll be picking uh, in the top ten next year. I think they'll have um, overall. I think they'll they'll be looking for a quarterback next year. Yep. Any last thoughts on the G Men? Um, Mike Straub's going to be just crawling in when he hears this, but I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think there are things to be excited for. They did. Really establish a foundation, I think, in the past two drafts. I mean, if you're a Giants fan, I think the most that you're excited about is the coaching staff. Yeah. I would be really excited after the bum that Joe Judge was 
yeah. over the last couple of years and the terrible hire that he was. I would be excited about this coaching staff moving forward. I'm also, excited about Dayball for, and, and Martindale. For Daniel Jones, though, it is unfair. I mean, he's had freaking uh, not who was before he had um, what's the weird the Panthers guy now? Turner? No. Scott Turner? No. Um, oh, um, the offense coordinator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was his first coach. What is his name? He's so forgettable. Yeah. His face is unforgettable. It's unforgettable. Terrible. I, terrible. I, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. Um, well, I'm sure you'll find that in just a second. But he had him, and then he had uh, Jason Garrett. Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo, thank you. Uh, ben McAdoo, Jason Garrett, yeah. Freddie Kitchens. I mean, and listen, his- like you could say the same thing about Baker, right? Like, like probably four different playbooks, like not probably, obviously not great offense coordinators. Otherwise, they still would have been there. Right. But at the end of the day, you're just trying to prove you are, you have some talent, right? Yeah. I mean, like you don't know this. You may not be familiar with the system, but you got to be able to make some throws when you need to make some throws. Yeah. Problem with Daniel Jones is. He turns the ball over. Yeah. And it's not even throwing picks. He can't freaking hold on to the ball. He's He's got worse hands than someone fresh out of the movie theaters with a tub of popcorn. Hot dogs. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be curious to see how the Giants do. Um, I I agree. I think their major weakness, Charlie, is in the secondary. Yeah. So, we'll have to see. All right, Charlie, moving on. Oh, and just one la- I mean, same on the same thing here. Daniel Jones could prove us wrong. And I hope that for him. He could. I still think even if he does decent this year, they're getting a quarterback next year. Yeah, I, I would I feel yeah. pretty good about that. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. All right, Charlie, let's move on to the one, the only, Philadelphia E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. Let's do it. All right, Chuck. I'm big, gonna, big offseason for the Eagles. Huge offseason for the Eagles. Uh, and, Charlie, I'm going to – Tell you their skill position, guys, and I'm going to throw it off to you. So, obviously, Jalen Hurts is still leading the charge. This will be his second full year as starting QB. They have Devontae Smith from last year, who had a really good year. They pick up A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans. They still have Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, and Boston Scott in the backfield. And then they have Dallas Goddard, finally, as tight end one, now that um, Ertz. Ertz is in Arizona. So, Charlie, they had a pretty good draft, uh, and they also added some key guys. Um, so they drafted Jordan Davis, and they got Nicobe Dean to be the stud of that defense, which is huge for them. Yep. But they also added James Bradbury, Jaskowski yep. Tart, and Hassan yep. Reddick. So yeah. their defense was solid last year. They got even better. Charlie, what do you see from the Eagles this year? Not to mention their offense got better. Yeah. Um, so... The Eagles surprised everyone yeah. last year by sneaking into the playoffs. Uh, hats off to Nick Sirianni. Um, they found a rhythm, and they, they found their identity, I Which think, was is running the, the ball. Running the friggin' ball, because they have probably one of the top five offensive lines in the NFL. Yep, and um, luckily Jason Kelsey's coming back. Mm-hmm. So I think by continuing to run the ball, not to mention they have with Jalen and with their running backs. Yep, and now they have the receiving threats that are, I mean, as dangerous a duo as there is with Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. I mean, 
it's a it's a scary offense. Honestly, this is a team that people are not going to want to face. Right. Um, Jalen Hurts needs to make good decisions. Um, but give the hand the rock off. Let them run the ball. I mean, and this is a team that I don't think they're necessarily going to be playing from behind a ton, so they're not going to have to throw the ball. They're going to be able to open up the play action well with their good running attack. This is going to be a good team. Yeah. They are going to challenge for the crown for the NFC East this year for sure. So, Charlie, I have some fantasy questions here for you. Would you even would you even approach this – any of these running backs for the Eagles? Because obviously Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown are going to be two studs. Like, they they might vulture some targets from each other. I would still probably say, you know, who's better, who's has the better outlook than the other, I think will be difficult to piece that together. Um, I think you could argue either one. But with the running backs, at least, Charlie, are you, are you drafting any of them? Do you see any one sticking out more than the other? So, um... Of Miles Sanders is going to be the one that sticks out on this team for sure. But having said that, I'll kind of talk when we go over our fantasy, our top four. I had to break down the running backs in this division in a couple of different ways. Right. So, um, sorry if I sounded far away there, but it it was interesting, and I'm I wouldn't necessarily shy away, but you don't have a. RB1 in this in no, group. No, I think they – I don't – again, I would go after their wide receivers. I don't think I would touch a single one of the running backs. I, I think Miles Sanders is obviously the guy, but the way they used them all – and Miles Sanders was banged up last year. They all kind of went through their injuries. But I, I just don't know that any one of them is uh, better than the other, and I think they just continue to filter through. Um, Charlie, I agree with you. I think they have to, in order for the Eagles to be successful, they have to get back to the running game. I think doing that and, and playing play action will get Jalen Hurts out on the edge where he seems to be a little bit more comfortable than actually throwing from the pocket. But, Charlie, I, I think my biggest question is their defense is going to be good. Their defense is going to be really good. Yep. Like their, their defense was good last year. I don't see that changing. I see them actually getting better this year. Yep. What's interesting to me is I, I have two questions. Will Jalen continue to develop? And does this not feel like Lamar Jackson all over again? Like the same type of questions that people were asking about Lamar um, after his first or second year as a starter in the league. Like great runner, can throw some, some good throws here and there, but can he beat you from the pocket? I feel like those are all the same type of questions uh, that Lamar went through that I think people are going to start asking about Jalen. Am I wrong? You're saying and then Lamar won MVP after that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know that Jalen will win MVP, but I think if he develops, I mean, with his, with his running ability, uh, and obviously he's a different type of runner than Lamar is, but again, I, it's it just feels like the same kind of trend or the same kind of questions is, again, can he beat you from the pocket? Can he make the throws when they load the box and prevent him from running? Can he make those throws? I I, I think Jalen's got a talented arm. I do. Um, I think that his second full year as a starter, I, I expect to see strides in his pocket presence. He's got a great offensive line. Mm-hmm. He's got more weapons. Guys he trusts. I mean, great running back, Celine on. 
Yeah, I expect I expect more from the passing game. Like as far as Hertz's ability to execute the passing game, I I expect to see more this year. Yeah, I I see. I'm I'm expecting to see growth. Yeah, who do you think has the better fantasy output this year? Um, J, um, AJ Brown. Yeah, AJ Brown or Devonte Smith. Great question. I I think AJ Brown. Yeah, yeah. I I think. Now that Devontae can be slotted in as the number two, um, I think Devontae will probably be the possession me, possession guy, but I think A.J. Brown will have the same role as he did when he was in Tennessee. I think he's, he's going to have great efficiency. I think he's going to be able to catch the ball in spots and make plays after the run. I think he's a great deep ball guy as well. Um, I, I do think A.J. Brown is probably the better play overall. Um, but at the end of the day, maybe Devontae's a checkdown guy. Um, and I still think Dallas Goddard is going to have a, a, a really good fantasy year uh, as a tight end. And I think his efficiency is probably one of the tops in the leagues. Yep, I agree. So, all right. Uh, Chuck, are you ready to move on to the last team in the division? Yes, let's do it. Okay, Charlie, we have the Washington Commanders, who are now going to be let out by the one, the only, Carson Wentz. Familiar with the division. Um, I think this will be interesting. I, I'm interested to see how he does. Yeah. I think he can, I think he can do well. Um, one thing I think people forget about with the Commanders last year is the injuries they had on the defensive line. Yeah. They, well, all over. I mean, yeah. Gibson was hurt all year. Like, yep. they just... Um, but their defensive line was supposed to be the best... We talked about them being the best defensive line yeah. in the league. Best defense in the league mm-hmm. going into last year. Yeah. And injuries and... I mean, frankly, Chase Young kind of disappeared. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, he absolutely. Was hurt. He got hurt. Right. But he had like a sack and a half last year. And he caught a lot of flack for that. He caught yep. a lot of flack for that last yep. year. And so I agree. he needs to step up. And Montez Sweat, both. So, Charlie, obviously they have Carson Wentz, but they have Scary Terry, uh, Terry McLaurin on the outside. And they now have Jahan Dotson as the number two wide receiver uh, out of Penn State. I'll be curious to see how he's implemented or how he makes his transition to the league. Uh, Charlie, they obviously have um, Gibson as their number one running back. But they also drafted the running back for uh, Alabama, um, Robinson Jr., um, who was their number one guy, had over 1,000 yards rushing last year, um, can play with a lot of power, but I think he's a good receiver out of the backfield as well. Uh, and then to uh, finish it out, they have Logan Thomas up the middle as their tight end, who's a really good solid, probably tight end two in fantasy. Um, Charlie, I mean, what, like I, I don't know really how to approach the commanders offseason season. I do think, personally, I think Ron Rivera will be on the hot seat after this year. But um, what do you think? Do you think Carson can take charge and lead this team to the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, uh, playoffs, I'm not sure. I think they're going to have some tough teams to deal with with the Cowboys and the Eagles. It's a different Mm -hmm. NFC East. I think that they have the talent. They have the defense to do it. Carson Wentz, like, can he consistently – can he play a full season without looking like a – idiot for at least a couple games you know what i mean yeah if you look at his numbers from last year they're actually really good yeah yeah and then you, it's just untimely turnovers and it's like an untimely bad games 
I mean, l- the worst timing to have a bad game against the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, that is just incredible. So, we'll just have to see. Can he put it together? I think him and Terry McLaurin are going to make a great team, actually. I really do. I think there's there's a lot to like about or like about Jahan Dotson, too. I, I think they've done some good things. Um, getting healthy is going to be the biggest improvement, really. How do you think Jahan Dotson fits into this offense? Any idea? I, I'm, I'm. They've only had Scary Terry for for a couple years now, like really, like as a, a true threat. And I, I don't. I just wonder, like, I don't know what a Commanders offense looks like with with more than just Scary Terry. You know what I mean? And this, well, this is the most talented quarterback that Scary Terry has had. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's, that's why sad. Yeah, <laughs> it's sad. And Scary Terry produces every year. Yeah, no matter who the quarterback is. So right. it's like DJ Moore in that sense. Yeah, exactly. So I think that there's a lot to be said for that one, but um, yeah, I think Jahan Dotson's. You said two. I'm not sure that he'll be the two. The other outside, or is he a slot? I, I don't know. I, I thought he was. Say, a, I thought he was an outside guy. Probably. I mean, yeah. I, I just don't know that where they're gonna. I know he's slated as a starter, so I would imagine really? that okay. means he's on. Then, yeah, then he'd probably be the that other ex. side from Scary Terry. Yep. Um, but yeah, he's. That, that, it was interesting that they drafted him. He had no idea. There was no contact between those two. Yeah. Between Washington and and um, Jahan Dotson, so it was surprising to him, but. Really cool. I mean, it's to stay pretty close and yeah. Um, but yeah, that I mean, their offense is looking good. Uh, and then again, you've got Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick. Bless you. Um, bless bless you. you. And um, <laughs> there again, their defense, ne- their defensive line really needs to step up. Was this a Jack Del Rio thing? I don't. I mean, really, it's just. I mean, that's I, was, a, I feel like their defense got um, mauled last year because they were so vanilla a lot of the times. They would just drop back into a cover three or cover two. And well, just, I think part of the problem is everyone was hurt. Yeah, I mean, they, they yeah. rolled out they a different weren't lineup getting, They weren't week. getting to the quarterback. No, and they, they don't have a strong secondary. So they were just getting ripped apart because you're not getting to the quarterback. And obviously, it's a throwing league. So, you know, two and two is going to be put together. And you just, you're going to lose games that way. Yeah, yep. And... and I mean, they they do have talent on their defense. They they are talented defense. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Ron Rare is gonna have to whip them into shape. Yeah, it's a big year for Jamin Davis to really take control of that defense and and learn more and start to be the quarterback there. Uh, and I think he'll be able to do that with Ron Rivera back there. But I'll be curious to see how everything else plays out for the Commanders. Charlie, what do you have as the Commanders going this year? I, it took me a while for this one too, but I, I'm going eight and nine. Yeah. Although I really think they could. I think. I know this is going to sound crazy, but it is possible the East can send three teams. I, I Rivera will find a way to win. He finds ways to sneak into the playoffs. I mean, I'm not so sure, but I, so I've got him at eight and nine. They could. I think it could go either way too. I don't see playoffs in their picture. I think they'll be just. I think they'll be in the hunt, but mm-hmm. I think they'll be at the bottom of the in the yeah. hunt teams. Yeah. 
I have them going eight, eight, and one. Okay. <laughs> and I could you, bear- love, you love a tie. I, I, well, I mean, I gave a tie uh, in the other one, and I don't, yeah. I don't know if they play them or not, but I, I think they could tie the Giants. I do. I, I like, I think the Giant, like, that's going to be a brutal game for both teams, but. I, I get tied up because I could see eight and nine. I could have gone seven and uh, seven and ten. Like I, I just I, yeah. I don't know what to expect. I do believe Ron Rivera will be on the hot seat after this year. Uh, I don't think they'll make it to the playoffs, and I think Ron Rivera will be on the hot seat. And they they're they're gonna have to figure some things out. They got to figure out a true identity. I think at the end of the day, Carson Wentz will expose himself as what he's always been in this league, which is. Good at times, but not good for out throughout the season. Yep. So, Charlie, how do you have this division stacking up? Who wins one through four? Okay. So, number one with an 11-6 and six record, I have the Eagles. Mm-hmm. In a tiebreaker over the Cowboys, who also have an 11-6 and six record. Nice. Um, Eagles, Com- Cowboys. Commanders, 8-9. and nine, Giants, 7-10. and 10. Nice. Okay. I have uh, pretty similar. I have Eagles going one, uh, Cowboys going two, Commanders going three, Giants going four. But when I look at this, I'm I'm saying that the Cowboys are going to have a worse record than they had last year. Yeah. So I'm not sure I love it, but I'm sticking with it. I do. I think they will have a worse record than last year. I think there there will be some things that are felt. Um, with some loss from, you know, obviously Amari Cooper and things like that. And right. I think, you know, um, Mike McCarthy will get it in his own way at some time. Naturally. Just, you know, <laughs> the, the Cowboys will be the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that they're going to choke in the first round of the playoffs again. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I personally only see two teams make it to the playoffs. I think the Eagles and the Cowboys I, I will agree. make it. Um, but I do think, obviously, the Commanders will kind of stick in there and, and be – like I said, in the hunt, but on the outside looking in. Yep. Uh, so, Charlie, overall, I, I do have a couple fantasy questions here, though, uh, before we get into it. Um, do you, like, where do you think Zeke lines up this year as running back in fantasy-wise? Top 10? It's, top 10 running back in fantasy? No, no. No? Outside the top 10? Yeah. Okay. How, what same, about, with, same, same with Saquon. Outside the top 10? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I would have to write down the other ten, like the ten that beat them yeah. out. But yeah, Saquon was an absolute disappointment last year. Yeah, and again, like Dayball obviously loves to throw the ball, but I think Dayball has to understand that he's. I think he will understand he's a different team and he's got a pretty talented running back. So I'll be again, kind of goes into what we were talking about. I'll be curious to see the transition and the identity of the Giants' offense moving forward. Right. I do have one other question though: Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. Who has the most production, and where does that wide receiver slant as far as production for fantasy this year? What I think you do with a struggling quarterback. Well, really, because you, I think you, after seeing what Kenny Galladay did last year, you could argue who's going to be the best wide receiver from the Giants this year. Yeah, fantasy value wise. So I think I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so what I think you do with a struggling quarterback is implement a lot of short passing routes, mm-hmm. slants, stuff like that. Get your talented players the ball. So of those four that you just said, including Kenny Galladay, I'm going Kadarius Tony. Yeah, I would 
I think Kenny Galladay is going to have a bounce back year. It doesn't mean I think he's going to be good, but I think he'll have a bounce back year. I mean, there's no way he rips up the league with Matt Stafford last year and then he just comes to the Giants and now he has no talent at all. Uh, Sorry, the no, Lions. But, but Matt Stafford to Daniel Jones. Right, but again, I think it's the I think it's the offensive coordinator. I think that Dayball will scheme up some throws like that, like they did with the Lions. Yeah, I don't see any like, I don't think there's any. Well, Kenny Galladay was facing some injuries last year. Galladay's a big an ankle, big guy that can out jump you. He get right? he's, he's a big bodied receiver. But he also I don't can think, get an inside release on you. I mean, he's a big body. You could just put yeah, it to a spot. Yeah, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, like, I don't find anything, like, incredibly special about Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he has a specialty. I, Jump I balls, agree. probably. All right. Um, so, it's like, how do you... I mean, I guess just learn to trust your guy, I guess, is what you... I mean, I don't know that you coach... I don't know. I, 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 I'm just... Low. I have a lot of questions with the Giants. I'm low on Galladay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, there are a lot, a, lot of, a lot of questions about the Giants. Yeah. All right, Charlie, here is my NFC East Division fantasy football team. Are you ready? Let's do it. Quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Running back, Saquon Barkley and Zeke. My wide receivers, I have A.J. Brown and Terry McLaurin. My tight end, I have Dallas Goddard. My flex is CeeDee Lamb. My defense is going to be the Eagles defense, and my kicker is going to be Graham Gano. Uh, I Okay, I was... Pretty flabbergasted after the first three names you said. So can, can you start back over at the wide receivers? Yes. So quarterback Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I heard that. Okay, my running backs. Yeah, are... I heard the running backs too. Those are my three. Go to the wide receivers. Who did you say? A.J. Brown and Terry McLaurin. Okay. And then my flex is CeeDee Lamb. Who's your tight end? Dallas Goddard. Wow. We. I mean, we are just like... So far apart on this. Really? I mean, not like crazy. Okay, like, well, we'll do tell then. Don't, I mean, don't, don't hold anything You don't back have here. a single one of my number ones as your number one. Who's your defense? Eagles. Okay. So we see this very differently. I mean, I could have gone with the Cowboys for my defense. I right. get that. No, I'm just saying, like, overall, it seems like we see this division differently fantasy-wise. Okay. Doesn't well, mean again, either of us are wrong, obviously. Do tell. You're beating around the bush here. Go ahead. Spill the beans. Quarterback, Dak. I okay. Think, I think Dak I, is- So the reason why I went Jalen is because I like Jalen's running ability. Yeah. And I think that gives him— I understand. Him, he gets some yardage that way. And I, I believe Jalen will progress and will get the yardage, but also— as we all know, a running quarterback is one of the best quarterbacks. So I think, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I, I do. And okay. by the way, I'm not doing the team. I'm doing the top, my top four. Okay. Of each. Um. So Dak was one. Hertz was two. Wentz was three. Um. Dino Dong Daniel Jones was number four. Yeah, I think that's probably the most obvious of them all. I don't know. I might put Tyrod Taylor at number four. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's understandable. Um, for wide receivers, I've got Ceedee Lamb. My as number one. Really? I do, yeah. Even, like, you think you'll have the production even without... With, with once Amari Michael Gallup Cooper. is healthy, I, I mean, I think Gallup is going to be a, a dynamite choice um, as a wide receiver three or two or three. Okay. Um, but I, I think CD's, you're talking, I think he's top five. He's a in the top five, like, of all the receivers. Okay. I've got Terry as my, as my second. Okay. Um, I really do... 
I, I'm excited for him and to to be with a better quarterback. And what's great is next year he's probably going to have an even better quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but um, I, I think he, he's going to be off the charts this year. Um, so then third, I've got AJ Brown. So that that was kind of tough. Those three right there, it was tough to place those where I did. But and who's your fourth? Devontae Smith. So okay. Two Eagles in the top four. Mm-hmm. Three and four. Um, for running back, this was the hardest one. So what I did is I did single fantasy players, and then I did handcuffs. Okay. Because. This entire division, basically, you need a handcuff except for the Giants. Right. So, and what I mean by handcuff, I know we explained it last year, but we'll probably explain it every year. If you have a team that has Zeke and Tony Pollard, handcuffing means you have both of them on your team and you play them both so that you get all the running from, from that team. So, individually, I put Miles Sanders first. Okay. Um. Because of how how that team looked when they ran the ball, I think they're going to continue to establish that, and they're going to reap the benefits of not stacking the box because of who they have at wide receiver. Um, I put Saquon too, but I don't even like him there. I mean, truth, like, I he is who, uh, again, who has more fantasy production, Zeke or Saquon? Well, let me get back to that. Okay, but I I think that Brian Dayball is not going to be silly enough to not utilize Saquon at the best of his ability. So I I wanted to put him out damn near last because of how poorly he did last year. What like how much of a letdown he was last year. But I just have to believe that Dayball is going to be like we have the most talented player in the division. We're going to use him. I think yeah. So I I'm I'm trusting that he is going to be back up there. I don't think he's in the top 10, though. I disagree. I do think Saquon will get back into the top 10 of running backs just because I think there's a lot to drop off. But I think Saquon's production will come from pass catching this year. Yeah. Check downs and some pass catching, run him out of the yeah. backfield. I think that's a natural progression with Daniel Jones trying to establish himself. So I like that's why I like Saquon here because I think his – his PPR stands out a little bit more with having at least some checkdowns coming his way. Okay. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I I think he could be in the top ten, but, like, but I'm, I'm just so I'm, sour. It's like, interesting I'm, I'm to very... see that you, think, you don't think Miles Sanders and the whole Eagles running back room is one giant handcuff on each other. Well, no, we haven't gotten there yet. But, yes, I do. You, well, that's but I think I think – Considering all of the handcuffs in this division, except for Saquon's the only one that you don't need a handcuff. Right. They've got Matt Breida and Devontae Booker. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I do. Well, well, I'll get to that. Third, I have Zeke. Fourth, I have Antonio Gibson. Okay. As individual runners. Yep. When you go to handcuff, I've got my first handcuff would be Zeke and Pollard. Yeah. Second is actually Gibson and McKissick, in my opinion. Okay. I think they're going to need to run the ball a lot. Um, See, I would argue now that Robinson might step into that McKissick role. I know Robinson's a different type of runner. He's not a pass catcher like McKissick okay. is, but I think he, okay. he could be the handcuff to Walter Gibson. Okay. 
I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, third, I have Sanders and Scott. Okay. I I really do like them, and I but I I think Boston Scott. He's not. I don't think he's as much of the um, change of pace guys that the that Pollard and McKissick or maybe Robinson would be. I think Boston Scott's more like give him a break to Miles Sanders. You know what I mean? Yeah. He is a different running back, different style, but I think he's utilized a little bit less. Um, and then I've got the Giants because. That's fourth because Saquon's not a you don't handcuff Saquon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how that shakes out for me. That that was a interesting exercise to go through for me. Um, I'm personally not a huge fan of handcuffing for a year long fantasy team. But I just think the handcuffs can potentially be used as like a flex play spot. Absolutely. Absolutely. In some bye weeks, and here's like. Like Tony Pollard would be a solid flex play if you have a wide receiver or two in a, in a buy. Well, what's interesting about Tony Pollard, towards the end of the year, Pollard was the play over Z. Yeah, right. He really was. Yeah. So, you know, that's where I just I don't like the I don't like the Eagles running backs cuz I think Miles Sanders can't stay healthy enough. I don't know what they even like about Kenneth Gainwell. And then Boston Scott was the guy towards the end of the year where you can get some solid production out of him. But Kenneth Gainwell he's was not... out of necessity, I think, because of injury to Miles Sanders. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, so that – long story short, if you choose one, um, Miles Sanders. But I, I, I kind of – I think the I'm best running back for the Eagles is Jalen Hurts at the end of the day. Sure. Can't place him at running back, though. Right. But, yeah. Um I don't know. I th- I still think Miles Sanders will will be a solid play this year. Okay. Um, lastly, I've got tight. Well, I've got tight end defense left. Uh, tight ends. This was actually tricky too. But I went Dalton Schultz is one. I went back and forth on this, but I put Logan Thomas too. Oh, I don't don't agree with that at all. Well, he's been hurt. He's been he's he's very talented. I think, and I think that Carson Wentz will be able to utilize him well. Um. If he can stay healthy, big red zone target. Um, but then I've got Goddard, which I really want. I, I could have put him one, frankly, one, two, or three. I put him three because of they've got AJ Brown now. There's a little bit more balls that need to go around. And then um, four, I've got Ricky Seals Jones. Um, I've got a little star for number five. The Giants drafted, I think, in the fifth round. Uh, Daniel Belling- Bellinger from like San Diego State. Mm-hmm. I like him. Okay, and I think he could uh, be a be a nice option for Daniel Jones along with Ricky Seals Jones. Yeah, I just I don't know that Dayball values a tight end, which is where right. I was really hesitant on. I hear you, but that's because he's got jo- he had Josh Allen. Remember, this is a completely yeah. different. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's got yeah. Daniel. Jo- I think Daniel Jones is going to love two tight ends. Yeah. So, All right. Are you ready for the sorry. AFC? Defense. Oh, sorry. sorry. I've got Cowboys one. Okay. Especially with Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator. Eagles. Almost said Redskins. Uh, Commanders. Assuming that everyone can get healthy. Uh, Giants. But I do like the Giants. I think they're up and coming. But that, that secondary is so trash that I there's no way I could put them anywhere but fourth. 
All right, Chuck, it is time for the AFC East. Let's do it. Kind of an interesting division, but I think it's more top-heavy than anything else. Uh, Charlie, first up, we will go with the Patriots. Um, Obviously, uh, Mac Jones is leading the charge at quarterback. Uh, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson are the running backs. Their wide receivers this year are Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers, and Kendrick Bourne. They also have Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith as their tight ends. Um, You know, Charlie, it sounds like Bill Belichick's going to be calling the offense uh, this year, which I don't know why people are doubting him or expecting anything different. They're going to be the same team no matter what. I don't see them calling many different plays or having a different type of identity than what was there with Josh McDaniels. I think they're going to be a run-first team. Um, and they're going to be good. I mean, it's it's the Patriots, and Bill Belichick's still the head coach. Like, they're unfortunately, until this guy leaves or retires, the Patriots are going to be the Patriots. They're going to be good. They're going to have 10-plus win seasons, and they're going to be in the playoff picture every single year. Um, do I think that they will eventually start and find the need for a number one wide receiver? Yeah, I do. I don't know that Devontae Parker is that guy, but I think they're just going to be a super efficient offense I got burned by Damian Harris last year, fantasy value-wise, but that doesn't mean he doesn't hold any value. It's just where his his ADP probably is a lot lower this year now more than ever, especially considering that they even drafted two running backs to fill that running back room. So, Charlie, what do you what do you make of of the Patriots, their running backs, and their wide receivers? I mean, all their skill position guys. There's no dog. There's no there's no number one guy in either one of those spots. And do you see Hunter Henry or John O. Smith um, being one over the other? So real quick, if so, if you go to look at like the the coaching staff on the Patriots like website or whatever, offensive coordinator that's just empty. Uh, I think it'll remain that all year long. And Bill Belichick's probably just like yeah, f it. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Um, having said that, I have heard that it's either going to be Joe Judge or Matt Patricia calling offensive plays. Really? Yeah. You don't think it'll be Bill? Mm, doesn't sound like it. Huh. See, uh, I think it'll be Bill. And I think it'll be Matt Patricia, who is a defensive guy. Yeah. So I I find that very interesting, but I do believe Matt Patricia is just a mad scientist. And what will be what I like, I like the idea of having a defensive guy call offensive plays because he knows how to attack defenses. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, but what's a little bit tricky about it is he doesn't have the stud players on offense that, you know, it's, it's like, no, we'll just give Saquon the ball. Yeah. It's, he is going to have there, to scheme it up. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'll, we'll see how that goes. That I, I find that interesting. Um, but I think that do you think Bill that Belichick makes it easier to, for him because he doesn't have to feature one guy more than anyone else? He just calls sure, plays. Sure. There, I think there's a little bit of that. Not like not being concerned that Antonio Brown's gonna have a be pissed off fit. for only yeah. getting two catches in a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that they they probably try to build their team in a way that they're not having a bunch of selfish players. I mean, if if they feel like they need to feed anyone, like, hey, we're in a tight spot, Hunter Henry needs to get the ball. Yeah. I I think that's kind of probably where it is. Um, but 
Uh, I would say Hunter Henry. He, well, he was more productive last year than Johnny Smith. Yeah, much more. Um, and I bet the other way, and it did not turn out that well. I did, well. too. I did, too. <laughs> it did uh, not turn out well for me. Uh, but, but it seemed like they used Johnny Smith more as the blocking tight end, and Hunter Henry was the pass-catching guy. Yeah. Um, so, Hunter Henry, I actually think Kendrick Bourne did well last year, and I think he'll have like a breakout year similar to when um, he was with Jimmy and the Niners and – the night all the Niners were hurt when Debo was hurt and everything. Kendrick Bourne really did play well. I think he'll uh, play well. I actually like the Devontae Parker thing because I always liked Devontae Parker with the Miami Dolphins. He's a talented receiver, uh, speedy guy, catch the ball well. And I think this will give him an opportunity to be the one again where he just kind of sort of faded mm. with the Dolphins because of injuries and other things. But um, so I do like him with New England. Uh, I, I hope that he's able to develop a rapport with Mac Jones and Mac Jones has lost weight is more, of yeah. a, more looks more like a football player right now. Um, and you know, he didn't play poorly. He played pretty well last year and, uh, I expect it to be a little bit better. Um, not, I don't think it's going to be, he doesn't have an offensive coordinator, but I don't think it's going to be a different system. Mm-hmm. kind of like you were saying. So, yeah. um, I do think Bill Belichick's going to have a heavy, heavy hand in the offense. So, a um, couple things they lost on defense. They lost J.C. Jackson, which was their best defensive player. Stephon Gilmore as well, but he was, he was you know, last year. Yeah, but mid- midway. So, um, although he didn't play at all for them, did he? Played for us. No, I know, but like when before they traded him, he didn't play at all. Um, so, I think that. Their defense, Bill Belichick will make a star out of any corner that he wants. Mm-hmm. So, um, their defense, I think, will be the same, a good defense. And, um, what's your overall record for that? I've got 10 and 7. Like you said, 10 yeah. win team. Yeah, I got 11 and 6. I just think, like, if you're going to beat the Patriots, you have to beat them. They're obviously cliche, but they're not going to beat themselves. But they're, they're also, they're, they're good enough to beat you. But what I'm trying to say is, if you're going to beat the Patriots, you actually you have to go out and go beat the Patriots. Yeah, there's they don't have any one outstanding weakness. You're going to have to exploit some part of the game plan that they are not doing it effectively enough, or slowing down their offense, whatever it may be. But like, if you beat the Patriots, you're it's because you, you are did forcing something, mistakes. Yes, and or you did something better than they did all game long. Yep. So I agree. I, I have them going eleven and six uh, and moving forward. So. Charlie, I mean, they were able to win a game last year with three passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three completed passes. Yeah. Top-notch stuff there. Charlie, let's move on to the Buffalo Bills, another team that's uh, soundly in their window to win. Uh, we have Josh Allen, obviously, as their quarterback. Um, Devin Singletary, um, Zach Moss, and James Cook in their backfield. Obviously, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis. Jameson Crowder as their wide receivers, and they have Deshaun Knox as their tight end. Charlie, the only major change, obviously, is Dayball is out as their offensive coordinator. Ken Dorsey is now in. Everything that has been said online and on TV and in articles is that Ken Dorsey has been in the system long enough that there is basically nothing that's going to change. All of the communication is the same, the lingo, you name it. There's basically no changeover from Brian Dayball to Ken Dorsey besides who is actually behind the mic calling the plays. 
Um, Charlie, I still don't understand this backfield. Um, Devin Singletary started to, to figure it out towards the end of last year and was the better or more outstanding running back in this group. But they did draft James Cook, so I don't know if that is saying something or just adding it for depth. I don't really know what to say, but they're all kind of the same type of back. They can run between the tackles, and they're good catching it out of the backfield. And no one's going to burn you. Yeah, they they added Vaughn Miller, which was a, a pretty solid piece. I think that was where their defense needed to improve was with their linebacker or front seven. And, and, and not, it's not like they needed major improvements like the Giants did, but they just needed some polishing and some veteran experience, which they obviously got with Von Miller. Well, last year they they drafted Gregory Rousseau from Miami and yep. Boogie Basham, right? Yes. From uh, Wake Forest. And so I think what they really wanted, one, the production that Von Miller brings, but this is going to be so good for their young edge rushers. Uh having Von Miller in the room with them, mm-hmm. on the field with them. So I think it was a worth the major contract he got. It's his last contract, let's be honest. Yeah. Last long-term contract. Um, but it, it, it's going to be worth it just in developing their younger guys. So, Do you think the Bills need to, com- need to commit to a running game, or can they continue slinging it across the yard like they have been for the last couple of years? That's, I mean – I always think you need to commit. You need to you need to establish a running game, mm-hmm. which uh, it seemed like they were trying to do more than anything in the playoffs last year, which helped. But it never really evolved. They need a little bit more talent in that backfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Josh Allen's their their most talented runner, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see how James Cook looks. Um. I think he might. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. They're they're cousin, I believe, of Dalvin Cook. Yes, might be, might be brother. I thought it was a cousin. Maybe it is. Okay, okay. Um, but either way, uh, yeah, I, I think um, th- I always think you need to establish a running game. They've proved me wrong. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. They're, they they yeah. do well, but they need to take that next step. All right, Chuck. I have the Bills uh, going thirteen and four this year. What do you have? I've got them twelve and five. Okay, I think that uh, there's a. The teams are getting better in the AFC East, I yeah. think, and so yeah. there's a potential for another loss. I still, I think, think they're still the top dogs here, but yeah, yeah I think um, you know one of those losses, two of those losses could be in the division. Who knows? Um, yep. But at least one of them for sure. I think they'll probably yep. split games with the Patriots at the very least. Yep. So, all right, Chuck, let's move on to the Dolphins. Probably one of the most interesting teams outside of the Broncos this year, as far as their off-season acquisitions. Um, not too much to report as far as their draft goes because they didn't have a whole lot of draft picks nope. because of what they've done uh, recently. But, Charlie, I'll go into their skill players here. Obviously, Tua is their quarterback, uh, lefty spinning it. They now have Tyreek Hill. They have Jalen Waddell. Uh, they have Cedric Wilson as their wide receiver car. They have Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds as their running backs, and I feel like they have nine others, but I just left it as those two. Uh, and then they have uh, Mike Gusecki, who's playing on a franchise tag as their tight end. So, Charlie, what do you see as the Niners? I know Mike McDaniels, who's the new head coach here, was the offensive coordinator for the Niners. So I'm going to pass it off to you. Is this the new look 49ers? Is this the Niners 2.0? What do you, what do you see from the Dolphins this year? Um, I see a dynamic running game. But okay. so 
when I talk about the running game for the 49ers, a lot of that means um, screens, a lot of, lot of screens, and just basically get your running backs or your playmakers the ball outside of the numbers. Just like how the Niners so, do with Debo. Absolutely. So, um, well, now they did start to ha- literally hand, hand it off to all. Debo. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> basically what Kyle Shanahan wants and Mike McDaniel, they want to beat you outside the numbers. And so they're going to, instead of just straight up running the ball necessarily to get the edge, they're just going to throw it there to beat you to the numbers. And then that's it's an extension of the running game. Um, I think Tyreek Hill is going to have a big impact that way. Uh, they've got Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert being the veteran in the offense as far as knowing this offense, uh, helping these other guys. Um, like Miles Gaskin is still there. Uh, Salvin Ahmed still there. They've got a. They have a ton of Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle is there. Um, so another one of those, as far as fantasy goes, might want to steer a little clear of. But yeah, it's going to be a you know the run the passing attack in in the screens is going to be an extension of their running game, um, very similar to the Niners. I think it's going to be a very dynamic offense, and a lot of it just kind of hinges on Tua. Yeah, I agree. I, I think a lot of it is obviously it is on Tua, and a lot of fingers are going to point to Tua this year. And like we hinted at with the Giants, uh, with Daniel Jones. If the Dolphins' offense doesn't succeed this year, I think you're gonna. I think the Dolphins are gonna be in the quarterback market next year. Yeah, I think it's very possible. And I think Mike McDaniel's will play into what Tua does well, which is kind of like you know, again, like what you said, Charlie, feeding the screens and a lot of underneath and and routes like that. And I mean, shit, you got a lot of receivers to do it and do it well. I mean, that's what they did all year long last year with Jalen Waddle and. He killed it last year. So now you add Tyreek Hill and Cedric Wilson to the mix. I mean, both those guys are dynamic playmakers with the ball in their hands. So I think uh, that will help too as well. But I, I do think, you know, when it comes to the Dolphins, it, it, it's Tua's deal. This is Tua's uh, going to be his his year to prove it. And I think Mike McDaniels will help him. But, you know, Tyreek Hill came out saying that, you know, Tua throws a better deep ball than Patrick Mahomes, which – I'm sure we all know it's probably not true at right. the end of the day, right. but uh, it's going to be interesting to see if, you know, when the Niners, you know, do well, it's because they have all those things working for them. And, and I'll be curious to see if Mike McDaniels is as good as Kyle Shanahan is scripting things up and calling plays um, that put those guys in successful positions. But it, again, in the same sense, it's just like jo- uh, Daniel Jones, where can Tua make the throws when he needs to make the throws? And he hasn't been able to prove that yet. And so I'm curious to see how that turns out for the Dolphins this year. Well, quick note about that. I mean, <clears throat> arguably, Teron Armstead, the yeah. signing of him, was their best move. Yeah. I mean, obviously, ty- getting Tyreek Hill, um, getting all those running backs and stuff. But I think protecting Tua that way, I mean, they're doing everything they can to try to make this work. And I think if the Dolphins do poorly this season, it's not going to be looked at, whether this is the case or not, it's not going to be looked like or looked at as Mike McDaniel's fault. It'll be on Tua. Yeah. Whether that's fair or not. Um, so I think that's just another thing. 
Uh, yeah, you know. So you think at the end of the day, Mike McDaniel's has less to prove than Tua? For me, in year one, for me, not. I mean, at, like in reality, not really. I mean, I think Mike McDaniel. Yeah, I mean, this is this is as green as it gets as far as head coaching. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, this is like Ted Lasso. Yeah. I mean, but we'll. Um, I, I just think that two is has a hotter seat than Mike McDaniel. Yeah, I I'm curious to see what their identity is. Like if they're able to bring that same type of 49ers uh, running game and screen game into Miami and flourish with it. Um, but Charlie, at the end of the day, this defense is sneaky good. Um, oh yeah, they're they're, they're sneaky good. Um, I, I, I wonder at times if they're going to be able to, I mean, you still have Xavier Howard back there just collecting interceptions like it's cookies, but, uh, I, I'm just curious to see if that defense can support the offense, but, um, well, here's one know. of it's, the it's, best it's, things. This is an interesting team to me. Yeah. And one of the best things that Mike McDaniel did was keep everyone. Yeah. He didn't bring in a whole new staff. He's yeah. like, no, that defense was awesome last year. We're going to keep the defensive coaching staff, defensive I mean, players for the most part. I, I, their defense is good. Um, I think it, it's going to be interesting. Mike McDaniel, like I've said before, is a just insanely smart, nerdy football guy, and I, I, he's going to be a players coach. I think he's going to be fun to play for. I think it'll be a fun team to watch. Yeah, yeah. What um, what do you have the Dolphins doing this year? I have them at ten and seven. That's I know it's bold, it's optimistic. Um, I have the same exact thing. Okay, yeah. there's just a ton, <laughs> the same of, exact thing. ton of talent, and I, I think that Tua can do what Jimmy did. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. But th- there's a little bit of things that Jimmy does better than Tua, and there are things that Tua obviously Tua's got a little bit more mobility than Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, to the ability to extend plays. So we'll have to see how it goes. I think Mike McDaniel can. Pull it off. Do you think Tyreek Hill, fantasy-wise, uh, remains within probably top – I would say he's probably top three fantasy last year. Do you think he stays that way? Top three? Mm. I, top there's, five? There's no way he's out of the top ten. I I think he could be in the top five. But Jalen – I mean – What's your idea for Jalen Waddle then? How do you think the dynamic will be between the two of them? Ty- Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, that is. I, I think um, there's going to be I, – I don't think there's going to be as much downfield passing as there was last year for Waddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Waddle didn't catch any downfield passes last year. It was all underneath. That's how he racked up all so many yards. Even like mid, mid-range, I think there's going to be a lot of screens for both of them. They're both incredible ball carriers. Um, so – they're electric players, and I think they've done everything they need to do to have Tua succeed. I see them trying to use Tyreek like they use Debo, if Mike McDaniels is smart. But I think Jalen Waddle might produce more receiving yards than Tyreek Hill, just because you know they're going to double Tyreek Hill, and I question whether or not Tua will develop. I, I don't. I don't, and two is the one who I don't know. I truly don't know because I thought he would have been better by now. Um, and I know he has been in the greatest situation, but. Um, so if, you, if you're if you lining up against Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, you feel comfortable doubling? 
I think you have to double Tyreek. I don't know. Do you not? I don't know. I feel like that's what everyone's been doing over the last couple of years with him in Kansas City. And it still doesn't work. So it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just. Yeah. I mean, th- th- it's going to be interesting. This could be the most electric offense in the league. I, I'm not saying that it is going to be. But, right. I mean, they have the talent to do it. It hinges on Tua. Yeah. I, I Again, I think Mike McDaniels has to get in and start establishing an identity right away. That's the biggest thing because Tua's got to know. Tua's got to know his role. He's got to know where the roles, where the plays are. And and at the end of the day, you have a ton, a ton, a ton of playmakers. Get them the ball. Get yep. them the ball. But I do think Tyreek Hill could have some frustration with Tua, just knowing that Tua is not the same as Patrick Mahomes. I think Tua will miss throws to Tyreek deep. There's no way. There's just. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't see it. I do think there will be some frustrations between Tyreek and Tua this year, and I think Jalen Waddle will be will get more targets or receptions this year just because of that instance right there. I think Tua will take the underneath routes more times than he'll take the over-the-top deep ball, which could be Tyreek's role for the most part. I see that. All right, Charlie, 10-7? Um, and seven? Yeah, Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. I think the Dolphins could be on the outside looking in for the playoff picture, uh, which could be crazy as a 10-7 team just because the AFC is so loaded. Um, But we'll we'll have to wait and see. I think they could be in the hunt for sure. Um, But I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see. I think a lot of their schedule will depend on who they end up beating or who they end up losing to. Yep. All right, Charlie, let's move on to the last team in the AFC East, which is the New York Jets. Uh, obviously, they have Zach Wilson. Uh, they got Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, they got Michael Carter and now Brees Hall from Iowa State in their running backs. They have Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. Uh, they still have Braxton Berrios. And they got C.J. Uzama from the Bengals this year as their tight end. So, really young, talented skill positions. Yep. But in the same sense, like, Charlie, my question for the Jets is how quickly do you think they can mesh? Well, here's what I am expecting. I'm expecting a big jump from Zach Wilson. Okay. I, 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 I like him better than I like Tua, probably. Okay. Tua has better talent around him, has a better offensive line. Right. I, I think, though, I, I, I'm excited for Zach Wilson. Um the Jets intrigue me deeply. Uh, I don't think they're going to be there yet. Um, but uh, this is another team where I have like three different records written down and two of them were crossed out. because I, I, <laughs> yeah. I um, So it, it's an interesting, interesting team. I think the main thing was to get the offensive line improved. Uh, and I think they were able to relatively do that. Um, and obviously they got better on defense with Sauce Gardner. And, uh, you know, they, they definitely added some solid depth. But I still think, like you said, it's probably still a, a shallow, inexperienced roster. Uh, understandably so for, for Salah. Um, I don't know. I, I think they will surprise. They'll be, they'll be sneaky. They'll be in some games. But I think it'll come down to second halves and fourth quarters. I think you'll see that inexperience play out through some untimely mistakes. 
and probably just some stupid plays, maybe dumb turnovers at times. But man, this is this is a really young team, and like maybe next year we're talking about this team better. But I, I just I think it might take this whole group. I think this is they have their core. Yep. Right. They have their core. All of their skill guys. Wilson and Wilson is going to be phenomenal. I think C.J. Uzama was a really good sneaky pickup for Zach Wilson as far as having a, a security blanket. Michael Carter and Brees Hall, this is going to be a really dynamic uh, running back duo, which I, I think will have really good success in fantasy this year as well. Um, and it might actually be something you can go after, unlike the Dolphins who have nine different running backs and they're all going to split carries. But um, a, a definitely a handcuff, but I think one that could be productive throughout the year. Um, I, you know, Charlie, again, I think this is an improved roster, but how much more improved truly are they? Charlie, what do you have the Jets for this year? I have them at 7 and 10. Okay, and it's, it's better than me. I have them at 5 and 12. Yeah, I, I think that's a little optimistic, but I, if their defense can be opportunistic – Give Zach Wilson as many chances um, to make plays. Their running game looks like it's going to be studly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have plenty of pass-catching playmakers. I think the quarterback is going to be much improved. Um, some questions about the offensive line, which can kill a team. But yeah, so you know. I, Again, I feel like it's a young team, and like we said with the Dolphins, you have to establish an identity. Who who are the Jets going to be? What do they want to do? What What is their success going to look like? Is it going to be throwing the ball 30 times a game, or is it going to be running the ball you know, 15 to 20 times a game with that, that uh, awesome pairing back there? And then also Mike LaFleur, a, a Shanahan product. Um, not, not to mention Salah also came from the Niners, but if – um, Mike LaFleur can get it together. Now he's got two running backs that he loves. Um, I mean, they could start to, he's got a really talented quarterback. Um, you know, well, it, it it's going to, we need to see it kind of blossom into what Mike mm-hmm. LaFleur wants it to be. Right. Robert Sala's hopefully defense is going to start to make those opportunistic plays that he's known for. Um, We'll we'll see. Uh, they could be similar to the Lions last year, where there are a lot of close games. Yeah, um, and they're not getting on top of those yet. Uh, that's where I see them. Yeah, being that makes a sense. lot. It's like they're going to be in these games to the very end, but I just I think their inexperience will bite them in the ass. Yeah, all year they long. just won't be able to. And some of those games will probably turn into wins at the end of the year because at that point they're not rookies anymore, but. I think at the beginning of the year it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, but like if you're a Jets fan, I think it'll be okay because you know you're set for the future. Yeah, you know you're set for the future. So I have them at five and twelve. You had seven and ten. Yep. All right, Charlie. How do you see this division stacking up? One through four. You want me to go first, not your team? Yes. Do the do the well. How does the division stack up? Who wins oh, the division? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I've got Buffalo, twelve and five. Yep. Uh. I have Miami second winning the tiebreaker over the Patriots. Wow. Ten and seven. New England third at ten and seven. Jets at seven and ten. Okay. And again, this this could be another one where we're seeing three teams. Three teams potentially. Yeah. 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 But, I agree. But in the AFC, I don't think 
10 and seven is making the playoffs. I, yeah. Like we said, you know, last pod, I, I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to be like, I think we will see in the AFC 10 and seven teams not getting in there. I mean, it's, in the I NFC, think I think that gets in, but I think yeah. it's very possible for the AFC team to be ten and seven and not make playoffs. I think it's possible that there are eleven and six teams not making the playoffs in the AFC. That's how loaded the that's AFC crazy. is this year. That's that's crazy to think about. I agree though, Charlie. I kind of have the same sense. So I have the Bills winning the division at thirteen and four. I have the Patriots getting second outright at eleven and six. Then I have the Dolphins at ten and six. Uh, and then I have the Jets going five and twelve. I, again, I, it really pained me to do that to the Jets, but I just think this is going to be—it's going to be like the Lions last year. It's going to be tough. It's going to yep. be a lot of close losses and a lot of learning experiences, I should say. And I can—I would argue that I, I had the Lions making a jump this year because of their division, because of the conference they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think the Jets might be more talented, at least offensively, than than the Lions are. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And obviously in a much tougher division. Yeah. So, Charlie, I'll give you my uh, AFC East uh, fantasy football team here. Uh, quarterback should be obvious here, Josh Allen. Uh, my running backs, I have Michael Carter and Devin Singletary as my two running backs. My wide receivers, I have Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs. My tight end, I went with um, Hunter Henry, but I do really like Gasecki and Uzama, and I just, I really like Gasecki. Uh, this was close with the tight ends. My flex, I went Jalen Waddle, based off of what we were talking about with the Bills, or sorry, the Dolphins. My defense, I went the Bills, and my kicker, I went Greg Zerline, which is the Giant, or sorry, the Jets kicker. I think again. The Jets will score points. I like Greg Zerline. I think he's got a solid leg on him. He can hit from 50-plus. Greg the leg. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're a lot closer in this than, okay. than we were in the NFC East. Um, for my quarterback top four, it's Josh Allen. This might surprise people. Zach I've Wilson? Got Zach Wilson is my second. Really? I think it's going to be volume of passes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, that's um, what I figured. I think there will be still lots of mistakes, but yeah. volume of Passes more um, passing yards than Mac Jones. Yeah, you think he will? Yeah, because of volume. I, I well, think. they'll be probably behind in games, so they right. might be throwing it more. Exactly makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Zach Wilson or Tua? Who has more uh, throwing yards? Uh, um, I'm gonna say Zach Wilson. Uh, that's hard because that's that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, but here we go. I've got two a third. I've actually changed this a bunch. Okay. I've only got two a third because, I mean, as as in not having him lower, mm-hmm. but because of the screen game yards after catch. Right. Um, I've got Mac Jones fourth, but I don't think he's going to do poorly. I just think like fantasy wise, um, you know, there he's not going to be slinging it across the yard. Yeah. Um, so wide receivers, I've got Diggs first. Um, Hill second because of I, I trust Josh Allen more than two. Yeah, that's that's yeah, what that boils 100%. down to. Third, I've got Jalen Waddle. Fourth, I've got Garrett Wilson. Really? I think uh him and Zach Wilson are gonna have a lot of fun this year and, and make a splash. Um running backs, I actually had I felt like I had to do this just handcuffs. Mm-hmm. So my first handcuff is Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Yeah. I go the number one. Yeah. Um, second, 
I went back and forth on this, but I actually put Edmonds and Mostert. Okay. If they get the bulk of the carries out of the whole 18 running back mm-hmm. stable they've got. <laughs> yeah. Um, and by I, the way, that is what I am not touching the Dolphins running back. I'm not understand. touching a single one. Understood. Um, what, one thing, though, about Mostert that I really like is his big playability. Yeah. Like just he can rip off an 80-yard touchdown run and no, no problem. Yeah. Um, if he's healthy. Uh, third, I've got uh, Damian Harris and Ramon J. Stevenson for New England. And then last would be Singletary and Moss um, for, for Buffalo. Tight ends, I actually have Gesicki first, Hunter Henry second. But, I mean, those are that's a coin flip for yep. me. Yep, um, Although, I do think Johnny Smith will get some of the catches and yards from Hunter Henry. That's why I went Gesicki. Um Third, I've got Dawson Knox. Then fourth, Johnny Smith. I do not have Uzama in my in my top four. Wow, interesting. Um, I'd put Uzama hands down over Johnny Smith. I don't uh, think he's that good. I think Joe Burrow made him look that good. Okay. And you know what? He didn't produce a ton last year. He had a couple of great games. He had, and yes, he was a solid PPR tight end too. Uh, I think that's high on him. I don't I, think I don't, I don't think, I he, think was, he was better than Johnny Smith at least. Maybe mm. production-wise, John Smith didn't do anything with Joe much. Burrow as a quarterback. Brutal. True, true. And I, I, I really do like Zach Wilson. I'm excited for that, but I, um, I'm not, I'm not real high on Uzama. I okay. think he had three or four incredible games, mm-hmm. but otherwise he would get really lost. And I, I used him much more often than I should in daily. Yeah, that's why I feel that you way. Burned. Yeah, yeah. Got I mean. It. We're talking about eight yards a game. He sometimes. was always cheap in daily. He's always yeah. a cheap option in yeah. daily. So we'll we'll see um, on Uzama. I've got him fifth in the division, though. Okay. Um, defense, I feel like this is pretty straightforward. Buffalo, yep. Miami, mm-hmm. New England, yep. Jets. Yeah. That's what I've got. Okay. All right. Uh, Charlie, I, that kind of wraps it up for our divisions here. I think it's time to move on to the best uh, segment in all of podcasting. That's right. Charlie. Bryce. What's chapping your ass? Bryce, tell me what's giving you the red ass this week. Charlie, what's giving me the red ass this week? It is unbelievably. It's gotten to that point in North Carolina where it's unbelievably hot outside. No matter where you go, if you're outside for more than five, five minutes, I am sweating bullets. I am literally... Profusely sweating, sweating from my face, which looks worse. I wear a ton of hats this time of year because I just have to like cycle through so I don't sweat out a hat and ruin it. Um, it, it just, it's very hot. It's very, it's gotten to, it's just like, it's getting to that point now where it's almost too hot and it's not fun to be outside anymore until the sun goes down. Yes. Um, so I've got a, I've got a, Chap, chapped ass. Um, but first of all, I want to say, um, since we did the NFC East, um, rest in peace to a friend, Trevor Bennett, who is a huge Cowboys fan. Um, and uh, we we had his funeral this, this past week and got to see everyone. Um, I guess my chapped ass is that in order for all these guys to get together, uh, it's it's usually through tragedy um but i uh i will never root for the cowboys but 
for Trevor, I will be, I will not be wishing him ill so much. And, um, I, I just, uh, I just want to bring up his sister gave a speech at the, at the funeral and she closed out the speech by saying, uh, um, and one more time for Trevor, let's go Cowboys. This is going to be our year. And, uh, I, I, I got a huge, I appreciated that a lot. Um, so that's how I wanted to wrap it up. Sorry to end on a sad note, but, um, that's that. That's what's chapping my ass. Okay, it's a good one. All right, Chuck. Um, hopefully next week we'll get back to recording. What division do you want to do next week, Charlie? I want to do the South. Yeah. Okay. I was debating South or the West. Right. I kind of want to do the West. No, that. That's no, I kind of want to do the West. The AFC West has got to be the last thing we do. Why? Because that is obviously the best. Division. It's going to be the most exciting. All right, fine. We'll do the Souths. All right. NFC and AFC South next week. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. allow at least 45 minutes for the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, those will be some good divisions. The, the AFC South got more interesting. Um, NFC South is interesting for sure. <laughs> it's different. No comment. Um, Bryce, Charlie, I think that wraps it up. That does like, rate, subscribe. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we're we're getting back onto the grind. Like Charlie said earlier, we are we are back. Football is in the air, and uh, we're coming back to you. I promise we'll be back on socials and get more active and involved. The summer is almost over, and football is here. Try to tell a friend about our podcast if you don't. Yeah, mind. let's spread the love again. Let's let's yeah. let's blow this thing up a little bit. Let's here. let's get it back. Uh, we're getting back into football season, so we're back. Thank you for our loyal listeners. Peace.